Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hello and welcome to the rebirth of the 24-7 Sports Morning Blitz. My name is Connor Tapp and I'm joined on the other line by 24-7 Sports College Sports Editor, Trey Scott. Trey, how's it going? Doing good, Connor. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm excited to be relaunching the Morning Blitz. Uh, don't want to peel the curtain too far back, but uh, launching a podcast that's produced and edited and booked entirely by yourself uh, at a time when you are... Uh, have a newborn baby at home, and you're mostly producing the uh, episodes from your home. It's a tough, so we, it's it's very tough. So we kind of faded from the limelight for a bit, but now uh, you know we're really getting into podcasts at 24/7 Sports. So I'm excited for it to be back and to be doing this with you every weekday, um, talking about college football. Um, Trey, we've got uh, our our topic today is one that I know is uh, stressful to you. Um, Drew McCoy, the number nine overall prospect in the class of 2019, enrolled in USC on January 8th, the day he started classes. Cliff Kingsbury leaves for the NFL, and then two weeks later, he transferred to Texas. And, well, now he's reportedly thinking very seriously about transferring back to USC. Trey, on a scale of one to what if Colt hadn't gotten hurt, how in your feelings are you over this news? Honestly, you know, I think this is a seven. I think Colt, wow. Colt one you kind of triggered me there. This was this was tough. Uh, Texas fans have really high expectations for this season. Um, Brew McCoy is supposed to replace one of the best Texas receivers ever, little Jordan Humphrey. Brew McCoy is supposed to step in as a slot player. Brew McCoy though was more than the number nine recruit. He was wasn't just like the he. Brew McCoy could be a an NFL first round pick on either side of the football. He was the All-American player of the year. He was the biggest name on the recruiting scale this class, even if he was only number nine overall. So Brew McCoy isn't just some recruit. He was a a huge win for Tom Herman and really the cherry on top after a win over Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. And now the fact that he's looking to leave Austin, Texas, one of the greatest cities in the world, starting homesickness after a, by all accounts, successful spring camp is very stressful and very concerning for Texas, not just in a uh, short-term slot receiver approach, but also in a what is going on down there looks too. So I'm, I'm excited to talk to Chip Brown, who does a great job over Torrance 24 seven and kind of see what in the actual world is going on. Yeah. There've been a handful of 24 seven sports reporters all over the story and Chip has been one of them. So let's go ahead and bring Chip in now. Chip Brown of Horns 24 seven is on his way out to see a performance of Hamilton in Austin tonight, but we didn't want to give away our shot to ask him what he knows about the latest twists and turns in the drama unfolding on the 40 acres. Chip, as we record this on the evening of May 28th, Brew McCoy is not known to be in the transfer portal. Normally that's the event that kind of kicks these stories off. But uh, as far as we know right now, and correct me if I'm wrong, he's not actually in the portal. So how and when chip did you come to understand that the possibility of McCoy flipping back to USC was in play? Well, uh, we've been checking on the eligibility waiver that Texas has been intending to file on his behalf 
and there's confidence among UT officials that 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 eligibility waiver would result in Brew McCoy's immediate eligibility, at least confidence on you know the side of UT officials. And in fact, some in the athletic department thought the waiver had been filed back in April, and were kind of working under that. And then they realized from the compliance department that they, there had been a holdup on the side of Brew McCoy's attorney. Well, then as you know, the weeks went on and the eligibility waiver still had not been filed, it appeared that there was something going on that was holding it up in terms of UT's desire to get that thing filed. They had purposely waited to see how uh, the eligibility claims of guys like Justin Fields and Tate Martell um, would be received by the NCAA, not so much because of similar circumstances, but just in case there was anything in those waivers that UT had failed to, uh, you know, include. So they purposely waited until the spring to file the claim for, for Brew McCoy, but I don't think they, they anticipated that this uh, would be the ultimate holdup. Chip, when I saw this news start to percolate, I mean, I was stunned. Uh, you know, reading in reading what you wrote all spring, Brew had a, a great spring camp. Uh, you know, you list him as one of your top performers from each practice, and you know, insiders around the team were, were really buzzing about him replacing little Jordan Humphrey. What happened? Yeah, I mean, he finished up spring football, and it was about that time that he, you know, started talking uh, to some of his friends and former high school teammates on the USC team, namely JT Daniels, the quarterback, and, you know, asking how things were going at USC with Graham Harrell, the offensive coordinator. If you'll remember, part of his, you know, disappointment or packing up and leaving USC was because Cliff Kingsbury – uh, you know, came in, reassured Brew that everything was going to be uh, great in terms of the offense at USC. There was a lot of doubt around Clay Helton coming off the 2018 season because he lost five of his last seven. Uh, but Cliff Kingsbury came in, and, and there was excitement about the offense, even if it might seem a little dysfunctional. But then literally the day after uh, Brew McCoy enrolled in classes, Cliff Kingsbury – took the Arizona Cardinals job and it it just it hit him like a ton of bricks he always had high um you know he always had Texas higher than people probably believed he really uh enjoyed the visits he enjoyed Drew Maringer the the receivers coach I think he liked Austin um but from it's my understanding he's not done a ton of traveling outside of Southern California. And, and so, you know, as he talked to his USC friends, JT Daniels, Amon Ross, St. Brown, who also played with him at modern day. And they're talking about USC. He starts wondering if he did the right thing. And, and then I think it kind of snowballed probably under the radar of Texas teammates and coaches. And then when it finally kind of hits public consciousness, it's Memorial day weekend. Everybody's, out and about coaches are scattered all over the place they're you know they had to report back today 
and Brew was not here, obviously, for practice. He's in Southern California. Drew Maringer, the Texas receivers coach, is also in Los Angeles waiting to talk to Brew McCoy, uh, according to our sources. So it sounds like that might happen tomorrow. And, and then I would imagine we'll have you know, some kind of decision. Uh, but I'm told it is you know, 90% homesickness that you know, USC was his first choice. He grew up in Southern California. That was his childhood team, but he felt like it was a team that was in chaos when he left. And, and now, you know, I think his parents want him to, to stick it out at Texas. I mean, they're, they're saying you got to go through the football season before you make this decision. You haven't even been on campus when it's the best time of the year, when it's football season. Um, you've been there for, you know, when other kids are still in high school and that early enrollee January through spring is tough for a lot of the, the guys who come from out of state. So, you know, I think that's the message that's, that's being relayed by the Texas coaches, teammates, I think even Bruce's parents, but uh, up to this point, he's still in Southern California. Knowing what you know about Tom Herman and the Texas coaches and the entire media staff there, Tell me what do you think are the panic levels on the 40 acres? And then, Chip, how do we expect Texas to handle this from a save face or a PR approach if Brew, in fact, does go back to USC? Well, I think that they're going to try and be as patient as they can with them and, and let them know that, hey, homesickness is part of college, especially if you're, you're going to school out of state. It's new, new people, new surroundings. You're away from uh, your inner circle. And I think that they're, you know, reminding him of that. And then if Brew McCoy decides to go back to USC, um, I think you have to chalk it up to uh, a kid who, you know, hasn't traveled that much, who who got away from home and and didn't realize how much he missed Southern California. I mean, I know that sounds crazy, and I think that a lot of people are scratching their heads thinking there's some smoking gun here, but that's not what I'm hearing. I mean, I'm hearing that, that, that this is a guy who you know, was looking forward to going to USC with his teammates, uh, with a couple of his high school teammates, as I mentioned. You know, JT Daniels, foremost, the quarterback at USC, who was his quarterback at Modern Day, and Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, and a lot of other kids from that area on that team, but we'll see. I mean, now we're in crunch time and I think his parents are trying to tell him, Hey, stick it out, go through the football season. We'll see what Drew Maringer can do. Um, but like I said, I think this, his parents have known about his reluctance, um, you know, for a few weeks and, and so far, Brew McCoy is still in Southern California. Chip, uh, how much, if at all, do you think the fact that this has become public information that he's thinking about going to USC might affect the decision he's trying to make? Because if he's feeling homesick, he's maybe feeling a little bit isolated. I can't imagine having everybody on campus at the University of Texas knowing you were thinking about leaving improves that feeling. And whereas it, maybe he's thinking, if I go back home to USC, I'm kind of greeted as a conquering hero. So do you think that could play into it at all here? 
I think so. I mean, I don't know Brew McCoy that well. I don't know him well enough to know um, who he really cares what, you know, what they think of him. And, and I think it's a pretty much foregone conclusion. If he goes back to USC, he's going to have to sit out this year because there's no way you can have sort of a, a, you know, two-sided eligibility waiver here. Um, I think they're, you know, the NCAA would look at him and say, well, wait a minute, you should have thought about this. You should, before you left, sorry, you're sitting out a year. Um, and so, and I think he knows that. I mean, from what I'm told, his inner circle's pretty much telling him, hey, you go back to USC, you're sitting out a year. You stay at Texas, there's a good chance you're going to get an eligibility waiver. Although you wonder how this wrinkle um, would affect the actual waiver and the and what uh, Brew McCoy is willing to sign because so far he has not signed the waiver and that's really essentially what they're waiting on right now to file it. So, um, I mean, it's confusing. It's it's hard to follow, uh, but having it out in the public, I I think it you know doesn't help Texas's situation. Um, I don't think it helps it. Um, so Trey mentioned earlier that McCoy was, you know, fans hoped that he could be somebody who helped replace the production of little Jordan Humphrey, one of the best Texas receivers in recent memory. Uh, how ever. big ever? <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so I mean, how big of a short-term impact do you see this having if he does indeed go back to USC? Well, I mean, it hurts. I mean, this is a guy who's drawn comparisons to Juju Smith-Schuster, who's, you know, almost six foot three, can play inside, can play outside. He's more explosive than little Jordan Humphrey. And I think he would play in the slot where little Jordan Humphrey played. I mean, ultimately, his, his place is probably outside. But when you have Colin Johnson, Devin Duvernay, and you can add Brew McCoy to that mix in the slot – that's a potent group. It's a big group and, and really is a matchup headache. And, and I think everything was pointing in that direction. I mean, everything that we heard coming out of the spring was that, you know, Bruno McCoy's work ethic, he and, and Jordan Whittington, the, the two five-star freshmen on offense had unbelievable work ethic that was contagious, even to the upperclassmen, they'd earned their respect. And, so that's a loss because anytime you have young players setting the tone like that, it's off the charts from an intangible standpoint. So uh, they lose intangible qualities if, if Brew McCoy goes back to USC in addition to on-field production because I think that you know, what we were seeing from him uh, and hearing out of practice in the spring was that this guy's you know, way beyond his years in terms of maturity and and certainly physical development. So, you know, it's a blow. Now, Texas has receivers. They have depth at the receiver position. Um, and, you know, I think that they're going to be okay. But, you know, Brew McCoy is a special player. So you have Colin Johnson coming back. He was almost a 1,000-yard receiver last year. You got Devin Duvernay, who's explosive on the outside. You got Jake Smith coming in, who's a, you know, national Gatorade offensive player of the year. And, and then there's some, 
you know, there's some other depth there. So I think they're okay at the receiver position, but, you know, Brew McCoy is a special talent. All right. Chip Brown covers the Texas Longhorns for Horns 24-7. You can find him on Twitter at ChipBrown247. Thanks, Chip. Now go enjoy the theater. Thanks, Chip. Okay. Thanks, guys. All right, Connor. In the Texas world, when when the Brew McCoy news hit, you know, we talk about how do they replace little Jordan Humphrey and then, you know, how do you replace Brew McCoy if you lose him? Nationally, I think the biggest story here outside of the X's and O's and what Brew McCoy would bring to the USC maybe in 2020 if Clay Helton's even the coach is the perception hit I believe Texas would be taking, losing its number one ranked recruit in the 2019 class, year three of the Tom Herman era, college football playoff expectations this fall. You've got a you know, Heisman Trophy contender quarterback. You've got a top 10 team likely. You've got a big date with LSU in week two. From an, a national non-Texas outsider, I'm curious if you have the same opinion or am I being a little bit of a sky is falling perspective here. Well, I don't want to say no to your feelings or that your feelings are wrong. They're valid. And I imagine were I in the same position as a South Carolina fan, I might be feeling much the same way. Um, but I think with Brew McCoy, because of the way things went down with uh, USC, I, at, le- at least for me, I'm kind of seeing this as more of a Brew McCoy thing than a Texas thing. Um, okay. And, you know, he's got his reasons and they're personal to him. And he's kind of taking the transfer portal and like kind of like, I don't know, seeing how far we can go with this thing, basically, how weird we can make it. Um, he, I mean, he might be enrolled at, I guess, for the third time at a college here in, in, a, in a matter of uh, in, in six months. So um, I, I think you have to kind of see it as a him thing and just the kind of cost of doing business with uh, with going after recruits of his caliber. What's what's interesting to me is that are are we pushing the like? So a couple of years ago, and I'm forgetting the name of, of the Georgia linebacker who kind Roquan. of Roquan Smith. How could I forget? Um, it seemed like he was kind of setting a trend of dragging things out a little bit further, not going ahead and signing anything, binding him to anything. And uh, then we've got Brew McCoy, you know, one of the big, absolute biggest monster prospects in, in the in the class of 2019, uh, number nine in the country, according to the 24-7 Sports Yeah, Composite. and also, like, yeah, and, and he was a big, had probably the biggest name in the class, too. Keep going. Yeah, and so I just, I, I find it weird that he's not using that leverage uh, that you have to kind of withhold your signature, and I, I don't, I don't know if it, I, I don't know anything about Brew McCoy or who's like giving him advice, but it just seems like, uh, to me, the situation reads like a kid who was struggling with a decision and made some decisions that seem not very good, and is trying to find his way towards whatever is right for him, um, rather than it being a Texas thing, for me. So I like. Everything I'm hearing is that Brew McCoy, the family around him, is giving him really solid advice, and okay. or, or they mean well. We don't. This is not the case of a, a handler gone rogue. I just think, like, I know that Texas fans are going to be in his mentions the way USC fans are probably in his mentions in January, and that's unfortunate. I'm excited to see like litmus litmus tests. What is like how how is a college football fan base going to handle this? How's a college football coaching staff going to handle this? You look back at quotes from Tom Herman in February. He's like, we applaud Bruce Courage for right. when he was at UC deciding he wasn't in the right spot for him. And like I get it. Like I think Bruce kind of got shafted. Like right when he 
announces on national TV he's going to USC, and a few hours later, Cliff Kingsbury leaves for the Cardinals. This thing is the homesickness thing. Honestly, opens Pandora's box, and that's why I'm I'm pretty convinced of the fact that he would not get a a waiver to play this fall. I, I don't I don't know about you getting to to play immediately, transferring in you know late May just because you're homesick. So I don't know about that. I think there's so many things to unpack. I think it's gonna be fascinating to see. I'm interested in the PR approach by both schools. I'm interested to see the fan uh, the fan backlash. I want to see how the kid and his family handles it. Like. Well, we have a like a Brew McCoy, Tom Rinaldi deep dive in August, you know, to kind of save a little face. And then and then what does it mean going forward for the transfer portal? Why we're gonna get to the point eventually, Connor, we're like, why do you even why do you even go to school until like June? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um and it, it's like you saw uh, Tate Martell testing the transfer portal and then was like, All right, hold my beer. Here we go. Um, so yeah, yeah, and like in the case of Tate Martell, that's an interesting name you brought up. I think he's currently running third in Miami. Oh, so it's not what you want. Tate Martell could conceivably enter the transfer portal right now. I don't know if he'd be eligible <laughs> to play. I feel like his grounds would be the exact same as they were for leaving Ohio State. That's fair. Playing. Although it seems like that they've kind of cracked down on the waivers they're handing out in the past couple months. Well, so Brock Hoffman at Virginia Tech and then Luke Ford at Illinois. Apparently Brock Hoffman filed the wrong claim. Okay. Uh, didn't file the 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 um the hardship claim about his uh, sick mother, I believe. Uh should have filed that one instead of a distance to home, I believe is Dennis Dodd at CBS Sports wrote about that. Luke Ford, everyone expects eventually to have his appeal overturned, be able to play closer to home in Illinois where his grandparents are aging and ill. We'll see. Like Texas Texas fans expected Brew McCoy to be eligible this fall. They expected him to be catching passes from Sam Ellinger and playing a really big role in, in that offense. And I don't know. I think there's a lot. I think it's probably just like Brew McCoy leaving USC after a week and going to Austin in January was the biggest story of the month. I think this is the biggest story of the summer. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. Uh, well, Trey, it feel, felt good to have the 24-7 Sports Morning Blitz back in my life and uh, you a part of it. Um, I think I think going forward and through the offseason, we'll probably hit on more than one topic than just uh, one. Uh, uh, but with, uh, with a player of Brew McCoy's stature tr- transferring back and forth between programs of Texas and USC's stature, uh, we obviously wanted to dedicate a little bit more time to that. But uh, I hope you're glad the podcast is back, everyone out there. And uh, if you do enjoy what you're hearing, head on over to Stitcher, Spotify, or I guess uh, iTunes. Spotify, I don't think, has review functions yet. But leave us a rating and review. Let us know you're enjoying the show. Um, and if you don't, let us know that too. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with more of the 24-7 Sports Morning Blitz. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.